Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show. It is game week, baby. It's finally here. We're excited. I think everybody is ready to go at the anticipation for the Mario Cristobal era to get going. Um, man, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I can't wait to be out there on Saturday um, and watch them run through the smoke with Coach Cristobal and the whole entire staff. And just uh, it feels like a, a rejuvenated team. Uh, just listening to the guys speak. I, I know, Blue, that you're in contact with some of the players on a regular basis. You speak to them. They are probably really excited for this uh, for this season. And, of course, validation that everything that they're doing is for this specific moment now, right? Uh, high expectations, uh, regardless of what everybody thinks or what everybody says, there is high expectations uh, for this football program. But there's also for the for the fans that aren't crazy, which we all are. Uh, there's also proceed with caution, right? There's kind of like I want to see some validation on the field. So I'm really excited about that. I want to get your takes on it. But before we do that, really quick, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, um, Manscaped, that we all know very well here. Um, uh, real quick on Manscaped, uh, it's, it's fantasy football time, right? So, uh, fellas, fantasy football draft season is right around the corner. CD Lamb is good, by the way. I drafted CD Lamb in, in one of my leagues and uh, in Max's league. Uh, CD Lamb is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake looking right for this snake draft with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming have created a championship lineup with their performance package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 5RSN. That's the, the number 5 and the letters RSN. 5RSN is the code. It will get you 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. That's that's really good. Uh, these You know, these... these um, uh, uh, the things that they sell, these products that they sell are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Blue, you know a little bit about those, right? Shoot, I use them all the time, man. It's, it's the best. It's the best. Safest, too. And it's, uh, tell you what, using it in the shower is a huge plus. And we all know how how much of a pain that could be. But, yeah, no, you're right. It's, uh, I know that it's, it's something that we never used to talk about, but now you have to. I mean, because this is the way of life, and uh, certainly uh, you you want to be going out into the next uh, phase of your life looking good and feeling good. <laughs> you want to go. You want to. You want to show up to Hard Rock Stadium feeling oh, yeah. good. Oh, feeling yeah. good. You know, it's hot out there. You want to make sure you're comfortable, right? I mean, it is what it is, fellas, you know, so make sure you go to manscaped.com, get 20% off of free shipping with the code 5RSN. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip on your pigskin this season with Manscaped. 
Um, fellas, game week is here. Before we get to our giveaway, we definitely want to give uh, uh, do the uh, our contest giveaway, which, by the way, we appreciate everybody who uh, participated in the contest over on our Instagram page and on Twitter. So we do appreciate it. We'll definitely do that in just a second. But first, I want to get everybody's kind of expect not expectation, but like, how do you feel? Right? Is there a different feeling to uh, this week? Uh, you know, this season, twenty twenty two, the Mario Cristobal era begins. I, I mean. I'm actually going to go the other way around. I'm going to start with DJ here. Like, I, I, you know, DJ, you love college football, period. Like, how do you feel about this season with the Miami Hurricanes? Are you excited? Do the fans have something to really be excited about? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've just seen this offseason how much energy Mario has injected into the program. It's been crazy to see just the level of excitement that everybody has from from recruiting rankings to player news to, you know, little tidbits that we get to hear. The fans have loved the off-season news. Now imagine, you know, finally seeing all of that come to fruition beginning on Saturday. I know I'm really excited to see this era begin. There's been a lot of build-up surrounding it, and now we get to see what it's all about. How can you not be excited? Jazz goes, got so excited he forgot to unmute himself. Jazz yeah. is speechless. <laughs> I, I did. I got super excited. <laughs> Thank God. I was clearing my throat anyway. So, um, this, I mean... You know, we've all been waiting for this. Blue, Vish, myself, uh, DJ. I mean, the Canes fans have been waiting 20 years for something to really, really – I mean, this is this feels different. And I'm not talking about, hey, we're going to win a, a, na- a national championship. But this just the, – the, the, the aura, the, um, the feeling, the vibe around this program is a little bit different this year. Right, Vish? Yeah, the vibe is different. The, the quality of coaching staff is different. I mean, if you – you mentioned 20 years. It's been that long since – you know, there's this caliber top to bottom staff. And um, I think the other thing that makes me excited, obviously like these things take a while to pay off, right? You're stacking recruiting classes and all that, but the team wasn't that far away last year. Um, and frankly, the coaching was pretty atrocious, especially defensively. Um, the the head coach was trying to be the defensive coordinator. We stretched too thin, you know, it caused cascading problems. The defense was really bad and it shouldn't have been that bad. Like, <clears throat> lost all the ACC losses were by combined eight points. You know, it doesn't, it's not going to take much to tip it over and put together a really good record in a big season. So that, that, that's why I think, like you said, not necessarily there's going to be a national championship, certainly not this year, but um, you know, I feel like there's just, there was so much untapped potential within the program that, that now that we have the right pieces in place, we're doing the right things. It to me, the other times it was more hopeful, wishing maybe this will work, maybe this coach will get it. To me, and now it's it, it feels inevitable. This is going to work, um, and and that's where that's where I'm at right now. That's a good way to put it, Blue. You're around the program a lot. <clears throat> you know Mario Cristobal really well. You know uh, Coach Potts and all the coaches on that staff really well. Um, you know the vibe is different as we've mentioned, but how how do you feel? And obviously, we'll go into our season outlook and and. We'll talk about Bethune Cooking in just a second, but how do you feel about how everything is kind of lining up for this program right now? Are you excited? Do you feel like there's a different vibe around this campus, around this program? And and you know, do you think that this is something that you know we could it could potentially get us back to where we wanted to, where we want to be, where we were 20 years ago? Yeah. Well, you know, you're the feeling is, is that you're building for the future and building for the present. And that's what uh, has happened. The transfer portals allowed that to happen. 
where you start getting some people to in to fill some of the holes that uh, perhaps you wouldn't have been able to do for another year if there wasn't a transfer portal. So uh, the excitement is is real. It, it's like you guys said, it, it hasn't been like this in a while. Yeah, we welcome Rick. Yeah, we welcome Matt, Manny, and and also uh, Al Golden. And we were anticipating a lot of positive things to happen. But I don't think it's really been at this level before because of the fact that you have somebody who really has established himself outside the school. And he brought in a lot of guys who also established themselves outside the school. But yet there's so much uh, love for one another. Everybody's on the same same page down to a Jason Taylor or a Roland Smith or you have the best of the best now. I mean, there's no excuses as far as I remember with the one question that Mario had asked me, he goes, you know, Miami been getting these kids, but how come they don't develop? And I said, well, cause they haven't been coaching them up. And the one thing he said to me is that that won't be a problem now. And you got to like that because you have the marquee kids. Uh, you have the athletes, you have the talent. And I was just reminded by that with uh, Mark Pope who just went back into the transfer portal from Jackson state, <laughs> you know, so crazy. Hey, yeah. We were so, I mean, he was supposed to be the savior and I just don't think, I, you know, I'm not going to take a shot at any of the coaches, but I don't think he was ever coached up. I really don't. I, I just think that they, you know, they let him kind of rely on the talent that he had and they never pushed him to that next level. And uh, that's what happened. Now he's, Heaven knows where he's going to go now, but I mean, that's the difference now because getting an opportunity uh, to listen to the interviews of all the kids who, you know, they have those pressers and the kids get, and all the, the, uh, the players get to talk. I heard Restrepo today. I heard uh, Kinchins. I, I heard a bunch of them talking about one thing and that's uh, being serious and being accountable. And, you know, you practice, I know it sounds trite, but you play the way you practice. And then, and I've always bought into that because, you know, you, you know, back to the Allen Iverson days when he used to go, ah, oh, you know, practice isn't important, but it's very important from a team concept. It's everything. So I think Miami's had, I think the last three weeks, during this summer practice, a lot has changed every day. That's not the same as in the past, guys. I mean, it, you know, we used to wait and hope for things to change, but you talk to a player, you talk to a coach, and there's been progress made every day. And yeah, they're going to go out there on Saturday. It's going to be running through the smoke. Mario running through that smoke for the first time in what? <laughs> a long time. A long time. Yeah, he's going to be pumped up. And I think the players are going to feed off that energy. And uh, I don't care who they're playing. I, you know, frankly, I w doesn't matter who would they will be playing tomorrow or on Saturday. Uh, it's it's going to be all about the energy. It's going to be all within themselves, and not, you know, they're not going to worry about the opponent. They can't ever worry about the opponent because if they start looking ahead or start looking at the opponent and not playing their game, then that's when trouble happens. And I think that's we play too much of that. We played too much of that Central Michigan stuff and all that in the past. So I just think you get back to good uh, butt-kicking football, and um, I think that they'll take care of business the next two weeks and then prepare themselves for, you know, the first real test. Uh, and to me, I think this is a year where they set the table, like Vish was saying, 
yeah, they probably won't win the national title this year. But what you do this year is you set the, the table for next year. So at this time, everybody's got, oh, well, Miami could do this if they, this guy comes in and that guy comes in. So I think it's, you know, it's it's one of those years. And I think it all starts Saturday. I, the thing that's mind boggling is they've distributed 46,000 se- tickets. Uh, when has that ever happened for a, uh, basically any game outside of Florida State game, uh, yeah, let alone Bethune-Cookman? And I, I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to come. They're going to enjoy the heck out of themselves. They'll be back next week. And, uh, you know, new fans are, you know, the same fans are going to come, but we're going to have new fans as well. And that's the exciting part. So real quick before we yeah. go to the giveaway, the other thing just to touch on one thing Larry uh, talked about, which was, you know, how how someone like Mark Pope came as a five-star and was never coached up. I would say the other thing, you can finally feel good about the program from that standpoint as well, because the kids we bring in, even when we miss on like the five-star, they still have a lot of great options for where they can go play. Right. And we were not putting them in a position to succeed. And we, frankly, as a program, were letting – class after class of kids down, selling them on this dream of Miami and then giving them inadequate instruction when they came here. And that's done now. So it does also just make you feel better about the program and what we're doing with the, because yeah. this, this is more than a football program. It's, it's a staple in the South Florida community and there is a responsibility to that community. And it's been 20 years since we've really lived up to it. So it's, it's good to see. Let's do it then, right? Are we, right, are, we, we are we are we ready to go? Here's the yeah. uh, contest giveaway, and I'm actually going to do something a little different. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Caneswear. Um, they are uh, partnering with us on <clears throat> excuse me on this uh, giveaway. We do appreciate everybody that commented, <clears throat> that followed, that liked, that tagged. Um, you know, to to friends on on the Instagram page on that photo. Uh, we truly appreciate you guys participating. Uh, we've got quite a few people, as you can see, these this uh, beautiful wheel here um, <laughs> that we're going to spin in a second to find out who wins. But not only are we going to do that, but us here at the Six Rings Canes um, are going to add. We're going to add an extra winner, so we're going to add an extra winner and give you guys an extra gift card as well. Nice. Uh, but um, listen, Canesware is awesome. They're uh, right there off of. Uh, I guess I want to say 27th Avenue because I, I think of Miami, but it's um, right there in Davie. Uh, it's a- absolutely amazing place to go shop and get some of your Canes gear. So um, if you ever are out there, uh, if you ever need some Canes gear, I'm sure a lot of you know about it. Uh, make sure you go see my buddy Brett and his whole entire staff out there at Canes Wear um, up in um, in Davie and, and and get your gear. Uh, I, I know some of you have, have bought some gear from there. I know these, you know, everybody knows a little bit about Canes Wear, but they've always treated me right. Brett, his whole entire staff, they always have the latest and best um, gear for for you for you Canes fans. So make sure you guys go check it out. Online too, caneswear.com. Yes. That's I order a bunch of crap off there because I don't live in Miami, so it shows <laughs> <Yep>. up. <laughs> exactly. So make sure you go to caneswear.com or go out there and see my buddy uh, Brett over at Caneswear. Um, we should we should pop the address up in a second, but we'll do that. We'll do that towards the end. We'll I think it's on University. Is that it, what it is, is on University? Yeah, yeah, it's one, yeah, it's on University uh, over in Davie, close to Nova. Literally, yeah, yeah, not Nova. far, not far at all. So uh, make sure you guys get it. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and uh, spin this wheel. And so we're <laughs> spinning it twice, right? right? Yeah, yes. we're spinning it twice. We're going to get right. out the first gift card. 
and by the way, we got Flo backstage. We're going to bring him on right after this. Let's go ahead and spin that wheel one time. One time. Here we go. The anticipation. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> wheel of fortune. Never done this before. And the winner is the real underscore CJV3. That's the real underscore CJV3. Nice. Uh, we'll make sure. Actually, you know, let me just write it down just in case. <laughs> I was about to say, someone <laughs> write that down. <laughs> yeah, CJV3. Uh, definitely um, hit us up back. Uh, give us a shout out. Hit us up on the chat or uh, shoot us a DM on Instagram or uh, Twitter. This is what we're going to do. All right. If you guys don't claim your prize tonight, might have to go off with 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 this with with another. We might have to spin the wheel again, and uh, and announce another winner. So uh, make sure you guys uh, uh, hit us up, and uh, we'll get that going for you with that gift card to Kingswear. And here is the Kingswear slash Five Reasons Sports Six Rings Canes spin for another gift card. We're gonna go ahead and do it. Uh, let's do it. Go ahead. I'm hoping it doesn't land on the same one. Yeah, really. It took yeah, it longer not... to introduce it than to spin it. <laughs> no kidding. I'm not good at this spin the wheel stuff. This is Wheel of Fortune stuff right, here. Someone else. All right. There we wow. go. There you go. Kane, Sean, Sean Taylor, Taylor fan. Sean Taylor, Sean Taylor, Sean Taylor. <laughs> Sean Taylor fan. Kane's 262626 and 26. You are our second winner. By the way, it was so hard for me to write this earlier today. I was like, Kane's, I, I know I'm missing a 26. So, um, What's another one? Congratulations. Uh, no, you know what? We'll, we'll give them some time to kind of uh, hit us up and, and claim your prize, and uh, maybe we'll spin the wheel towards the end if we don't hear from you guys. So, uh, But for now, those are your two winners, the real underscore CJV3 and Canes262626266. Just, just real quick in the chat, we got we got the address. Um, actually, we have two addresses. So I got University Drive. and there you uh, go, Fernando. And I got South Davy Drive, so I'm not – it's I know it's South University. It's yeah, yeah, it's University. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the right one. That's the right. There one. you go. So, all right. Um, all right. So, uh, without further ado, let's bring him on, our guest of the night. There he is. What's up, boys? Mr. Flo. What's okay, going on, my brother? How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. Hyped Game up, week. Man. Game Hyped week. Up. You know, three days away. Uh, not only are we three days away from some football. But we are three days away from some tailgating, baby, in that beautiful stadium, right, right on the track, Flo. <laughs> hey, see, I'm not even on ten seconds, and you're going right to the spot. <laughs> I had to, I had to, man. I, I had can't, to, man. I can't. I don't understand. I mean, all, I, I know at least for me, growing up, tailgating to me is is almost as fun as the game. Like, and I just don't understand. What else are they going to build there? They're going to put a mall there soon. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they got everything else. Yeah, I don't even understand. It's the experience <laughs> that the experience. I just hope I'm hopeful that I'm just overthinking this, and I'm gonna go Saturday, and everything's gonna be just fine. You know, that's that's. I'm gonna go there optimistic. It is. It is. Look, look. They took everything down, right? Like, and I mean, me and Vish were there at the race. We know everything that was up there. The only thing that's really in the way now, well, in the way is is the grid, the actual the actual track itself. They've taken down all the seating, uh, so it's it's look. It's still a pain in the ass, right? Like we know that, especially with the with the with the tennis courts and everything that they're trying to build around there. So it's still going to be a pain, but I think it's going to be better than I think most people think it will. I hope you're Con right, though. Cautiously optimistic, right. man. Cautiously optimistic here. So, you know, um, but anyways, like 
getting right down to it, you know, we're all obviously really excited. We're talking, you know, we I heard, uh, and I think Blue heard also he was on the call for Mario Cristobal and a couple of the players, X and, and Cam and and uh, some of the other guys that were on today. And you know, every you know, some of the, some of the media kept asking him questions like. You know, you're, it's so exciting for you to be here now, right? You're, you're finally the coach uh, for the Miami Hurricanes. How excited are you? You know, what, what type of feeling do you have running through that smoke again? And now as the head coach of UM, he's like, basically, right? I'm, 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 par- I'm not paraphrasing. I'm just putting it in my own words. But, like, it's like I really don't care. I just want to get my guys lined up and focused and ready to go and win the football game. That's all I care about. And then it echoes the same sentiment. With the players, right? So, like, everybody is so lined up, right? Like, Flo, talk to me a little bit about how, you know, how this culture is starting to shift so much already with Coach Cristobal, the whole staff. But, like, when you hear that coming from him, right? Like, not like, oh, I'm so excited. This is, you know, this has been a dream come true. Like, he says it at the end. He goes, it's obvious. Like, I'm, I'm excited to be here. But, like, his first focus is winning football games. Right. Forget about every, everything else. Yeah, I think that, you know, Miami wasn't the – exciting job for all the coach candidates that were out there it needed to be a specific type of guy to turn this type of place you know the dna needed to be from down here in my opinion but he also had to have you know some experience clearly where he's been around he's got an eye for talent right he can evaluate really well and the best word that describes that man and i and i think a lot of people would agree with me he's just relentless i mean he's just a relentless guy And it was going to take something like that to turn the ship around. I mean, I know that he played here. I know that he coached here. I know that, you know, family here. He's from down here, Columbus. I I understand all that. And and, and I'm not minimizing that. But that wasn't going to be enough, you know, in my opinion. You know, one of the things that we're hearing, you know, a lot of us that are around the program is that it was worse than he thought. You know, like he knew it was going to be a tough, but. There's there's been some rumblings that like man this was we were really really in, in a much worse place than he actually thought, but I think the thing that is not talked about enough and and Mario should get all the credit uh, in my opinion, but I think you got to mention Radakovich and Zoe. You know I really believe that when you're aligned like that with that type of experience that type of mentality in a row that line like that, you know it, it's. It's, it's almost difficult to fail, right? It's almost difficult to fail. But the main thing for me with him is that, you know, it's – I can't believe they asked him that question because I bet you that man hasn't thought about that for one second. I bet you he all he thinks about is recruiting, getting him right, organized. You know, what time should we get on the bus? Let's do a walkthrough. That walkthrough wasn't good enough. Like, I'm sure it, it's in his blood, and he's probably going to go to tears inside – you know, running out of that smoke, I'm sure. But I don't know if you'll see it. I mean, he's so militant, you know, and that's what it was going to take. He's so militant. I think that was somebody, I can't take credit for that. I heard somebody else say that. And I mean that in a positive way, right? He's just a militant mindset, but I think he's, you know, he's an offensive line background, right? So you already see that, that grit, that toughness, we're going to be physical. But the one thing I think I said it on your show last time I was on was he's big enough to hire people that are smarter than him. And I think that is another thing that's not talked about. I mean, Kevin Steele, Charlie Strong, you know, the guys that uh, have no problem that Zoe's there over him. Not over him, but you know what I mean. Like, no problem. Yes, it makes us better. 
It makes us better. And he talks about our, our sports science. He talks about our, our, our recovery, our health and recovery department. Like he surrounds himself with elite, elite people where he's just a manager kind of, if you think about it, uh, we're blessed. I mean, I mean, it's, people need to pump the brakes though. This is going to be three to five year build. So chill out. But I think you could not have gotten a better candidate. Could not have. Here's, here's what I think. And we'll, we'll kind of move into season outlook as well um, on this. But I, I, I think the perfect way to say it is everybody, whether you like it or not, you got to check your ego at the door before you step into that program to anything to do with the University of Miami. Check your ego at the door because there's no egos. I mean, there's big, there's big egos on this staff. There's big, big egos, but, but they're all checked. They're all aligning with each other. And the cohesiveness, I think, is what you're going to start to see the product on the field, um, you know, kind of kind of come to fruition because it's validation. And Flo, I, I spoke about this right on on your show on Sunday. For me, the biggest thing is valid is I want to see the validation and, and you know, I want to see all the hard work and ev- all the money and all, all the time and everything that Coach Cristobal is doing come to come to life on the football field and translates to W's and then translates to success and culture change and yada, you know, all, all the stuff that all the cliches that we throw out there on a constant basis, we want to see all that happen. Um, and I think that in order to do that, you got to check your ego at the door. So um, I don't know if anybody else wants to add to that. Maybe blue or, or Vish or DJ, if you guys want to add to what Flo was saying there with, with regards to coach Cristobal. Yeah, well, I'll add to it. I, he's 100% right. This is this is a no-nonsense deal. I mean, this is all business now. Obviously, he, he heaps praise on a lot of the kids when they do well. But I think he spends more time talking with them about the culture and about what he expects and what the school expects, um, how they handle themselves. Uh, you, you can see during the interviews – the the players are a lot more guarded now uh they don't say a lot of the things that they have in the past and here's a perfect example when uh, xavier restrepo was asked today about how this regime differs from the last one and he just politely said you know what um they were them and this new regime is what they are and uh you know he politely you know because he could have you know, yeah. answered and got himself in trouble. So yeah, he basically said, uh, I'm not going to talk about the previous regime. I'm just right. going to you know, talk about what, you what know. we're doing now. Exactly. So, and I think that, you know, when you talk to him, Mario, he is, he, he is obsessed. He's obsessed to, to the point where he was given the keys to a car that he's longed to drive. And this is something like, we talked about this before, when he hired all these coaches, they understood that this is no nine to five job. I mean, you know, there's a lot of schools that, you know, have ice cream parties and have a nice little time. It's not the way it is here. This is, this is a business show right now. Private school it depends on donations and, and, and grants. Um, and I, I think that what he's getting out of all these players uh, right now is uh, maximum effort improvement and um i'm just looking forward to last year's you look at the alabama game last year and they had 24 missed tackle 24 missed tackles in the opening game flow that's not going to happen this time around amen to that amen to that you know what you 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 brought up something 
that I'm really excited to talk about, right? And that's and that's uh, player development, right? You kind of mentioned how these players are. It, it, this is different for them, and you're starting to see a lot of these, you know, players that maybe we didn't speak about so much before, kind of all of a sudden be the guy there, like, wow, this this guy's starting to show up. This guy's making plays in practice. This guy might be a starter. Right. right. This guy and so on and so forth. And and now you're starting to see that. And that's kind of where I wanted to kind of turn my attention to, because uh, Flo, I know we talk about it ad nauseum, Blue, Vish, DJ. We talk about it all the time. Right. Like we know it's 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 a TVD show. We know that we I mean, do we really do we really, really know? Maybe, OK, let me rephrase that. Right. Because maybe some of us might know a little more than than what is out there. Right. But like nobody knows. OK, let's just put it that way. Nobody really knows aside from that. And it doesn't really matter who the stars are or not. But nobody knows. Hey, this guy's the one that's really balling at. Oh, this guy has a couple of drops 15 minutes in the practice. Like that's all garbage. Right. So what I really kind of want to get into is and I want to get everybody's idea, you know, thoughts on this. Is there a specific – this is the first thing I want with, with regards to this whole entire season outlook is, is there a specific position group that you feel or that you think is going to be better than what people think? And I know there's the, some of the obvious ones, but I want to get your your ideas, your thoughts on maybe a name. Like give me a name that you think out of that position group that's really going to surprise some people and – how good that position group group could possibly be, Flo? I'm going to start off with you. Well, I'm going to say wide receiver. They're getting all the heat right now, kind of like the linebackers were last year. You, you hear there's not much talk about linebackers all of a sudden when you bring in a, a tackle that's the size of a skyscraper and a, and a transfer Mike that plays the Mike that is just big, fast with the, with a bunch of snaps. Right? You're not hearing the linebackers too much all of a sudden. But all you keep hearing is drops and drops and drops. And I'm going to tell you, and, and I would be surprised if Blue doesn't back me on this, Romello Brinson is that guy. I mean, he's his DNA alone, and forget he's got good size and he's, he, you know, he, he loves competition. He went up against great corners. I know everybody keeps bringing up this, the one corner from Florida, uh, Marshall, but he killed a lot of corners with a very subpar quarterback. And that's not disrespecting the quarterback uh, over there, but – that quarterback, if he was a little bit better, Brinson would have put up video game phone num- uh, numbers, yeah. not and phone numbers. But <laughs> here's my thing: he had, a, you know, he he was he came in last year. He had a little injury, um, but and 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 from what I hear, I didn't see the interview, but I heard Mario say that he's a little inconsistent, but he's coming. He's progressing today. He did say that. Yep. yep. Listen, I'm not good at stats and all that stuff, but my eyes very rarely deceive me. And I'm willing to bet Brinson is going to be a different ma- difference maker once he gets on the field and really understands this offense. I know people will talk about Keyshawn and, and X, and they, and they deserve all the credit in the world. But when I get upset, and, my, and this is just my personal opinion, when people say, we don't have a number one on this team, I'm telling you, if Brinson is healthy and he's developed correctly, which I believe he will be, that's a number one guy. He can do a little bit of what all the receivers can do on that, and he can play – in multiple positions there. He's not just an X or a Y or a Y. Brinson can play across the board, you know, in my opinion. I, I'm excited to see him this season. God willing, he stays healthy. But I would say Romillo Brinson. Yeah, that's a good choice. I, you Blue, know, what's your thoughts? Yeah. To back up, to back that up, 
the one guy that we all kept thinking that would be the guy is Jacoby George, and he keeps finding ways to screw up. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and and that's <laughs> you know, I mean, and I think on this team you're going to have limited chances because there's too many hungry people out there. And uh, Romello Brinson, he's just got to be given that opportunity. He hasn't really been given that opportunity. And I agree with you, Flo. If he's been, if he gets that opportunity, he's going to seize the moment. I think. It's a good choice. It's a good choice on your end. Uh, DJ, give me a position that you really, that you really think is, is going to surpass expectations and give me one player from that position. All right, well, I can give you a player, John John Campbell. I think, you know, he's a guy that he's started for Miami before. He had injury issues last year, missed the entire season. Mario absolutely raved about him over the course of camp, and I really think he can have another strong year on the line. Um, the line is a position that, you know, we've talked about needing to develop some pieces, but the potential is there. You know, and I think, you know, Campbell can get a fresh start with this coaching staff, with Alex Mirabal, with Mario Cristobal, and he's already been there, done that in terms of having in-game action. So I'm really excited to see what he can do under this coaching staff because, like for a lot of these players probably, it's a brand new day in Coral Gables. I love that. I, li- I like that pick. That's I, I love that pick. pick. I yeah. love that pick. Great pick. That's an interesting one for sure. Vish, Vish, talk to me, man. Yeah, I'm going to steal Fernie's from the chat. I, <laughs> I had written off DJ Ivy, and I'm hearing Mario talk about him. And Mario's a preacher, man. He convinces me. Of, he convinces the players to convince me. I'm like, man, DJ Ivy's going to be an All-American. What are we talking about here? So, uh, but I, I kind of had kind of put him out. Of, the reason I'm picking him as like my surprise person to contribute, I had kind of put him out of sight, out of mind, frankly. I mean, we did the whole position breakdown a few weeks ago. We didn't even really we in passing were like, well, you know, he's still around, and yeah, and you know the way Mario was talking about him, it sure felt like he's got big plans for him. So he's someone that's always looked the part. He's got the physical measurements that just never came together. And we talk about you know the previous staff and how they weren't developing players, and you know we're kind of letting down letting down some of our players. He could be a very good example of that with with better coaching that could take that next step so yeah i'm still in yours for any and you know what vish (laughs) he's the ultimate team player and all all the way back through to south dade i always remember him what he would do before the game he'd make sure all the kids shoulder pads were on he'd go and ask them if they want water i mean he's the ultimate team player very intelligent young man everybody loves him nobody is nobody ever said a a negative thing that's that's a great that's a great guy and and i'm glad he's come on the way he has because i'd hate to him to go through the right you know his career and not, not get that recognition Listen, I'll say uh, – go ahead, go ahead, Flo. I was just going to say what's crazy about – I mean, he's always been – we call him the All-American at practice, right? And then he, he's – Right. Had, he had some obstacles in the games. But what's crazy is every time NFL scouts come to watch practice, they they absolutely yeah. – that, they rave over him. Like, they love him. Absolutely. The NFL guys love him, which is insane because it should translate at some point, right? So hopefully it's this year. I'm rooting for him. If he puts it all together, that's wow. a that's a that's a, a excuse me a scary secondary absolutely some yeah. of those pieces and also having like another coach on the field because he he knows everybody's deal and and he's a very intelligent kid yeah I agree 
I'm going to go with one flow. You mentioned it, right? Not a lot of people are talking about it because Caleb Johnson is there. Keontre Smith has gained some weight. He looks good. You're practice. stealing my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I, I don't think I am. I don't think I am. Blue. All right. I, and I'm going to make it quick because I want to hear your take on this for sure. But I'm going to say someone that Flo loves. I think we all love him. Uh, but I think that that linebacker core is going to be, first of all, it's going to be too deep because I think that Wayman Steed and, and Corey Flagg are practicing well. I'm not saying that they're going to be absolute studs on the field when it comes when the lights uh, turn on. But, I mean, having those guys as your depth with the experience that they have and a new coach, right, and Charlie Strong back there, I think that this is going to be a different flag and a different steed you're going to see. But I'm not going to go with those guys. I'm going to go with Chase Smith. I think oh, Chase – I love him. Chase Smith is love going him. to be – the best linebacker when the season is done on this team. I, I mean, maybe that's a stretch. I, I hope don't, so. But I think he's the real deal. Uh, talk about size. Talk about, you know, sideline to sideline speed. Talk about, you know, his aggression and the way that he plays. Woo, that's a scary boy right there, man. And he's, what, up to like 225 right now. He'll probably be yeah, – he's probably going to be around 225, 230. Now when season starts, you – you kind of don't gain, you don't really gain weight, but uh, man, and he's all of six three, six four too. Like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him in person. Like I, I know a lot of us have, but I've stood next to him, and and Flo, obviously, you know, I was with you, but that that kid is the truth, and I I like Chase Smith. Blue, I know who you're gonna mention. Go ahead, mention him. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna mention the guy that you just mentioned. And nothing. It. Listen, <laughs> nothing beats productivity, and I will tell you this. You could be 5'11", 170, but if, if you're take, making every single tackle. And this guy, we have put – you talk about this. You talk about pushing people under the background. We really rarely even mention him in the depth chart because we go, oh, well, he's too small. But Corey Flagg is the guy who can make tackles. He's a sure tackler. That he's in the lineup. He's starting. Okay, so we all pushed him out, but he's starting on Saturday. Because why? Because Mario Cristobal said, listen, I don't care what size they are. As long as they make tackles, he'll stay in that lineup until the end of the season. So I, I think Corey Flagg, because of ex his experience, the way he shined last year when everybody else stunk. I mean, and they did. They were terrible. And he would he led the team in tackles. He was as sure a tackler as you had. And, and maybe small. And, and I'm not going to discount that he is. But Sean Smets wasn't very big. He was always around the ball. Uh, Jesse Armstead wasn't very big. He was always around the ball. There's just something about playmakers. There's just something about guys who has, have instincts, and I think I think he's going to shine. We're going to look at the stat sheet after the Bethune-Cookman game and the Southern Mississippi game, and he'll fill it up as much as anybody. Maybe you guys could kind of tell me if I'm wrong or I'm, I'm right here. And this is what I keep saying about Corey Flagg. I think Corey Flagg does what he does well, does it well, right? Like if you put him in a position where he's not good at something, he he's going to look out of place. He's not going to look productive. And I think you saw that a lot last year where he was asked to do, I think, more than what maybe Corey Flagg could do, right? So you, you take away from the fact that he was a pretty short tackler. He made some plays, but now you're asking him to cover people. You're asking him to run side on the sideline. That's not his thing, right? He's more of a, a you know north-south type of guy. So I think that what they asked him to do last year is not necessarily what he's good at anyway. So I think that – and I think Kevin Steele said this, right? Like 
we are going to call the plays and we are going to run this defense based off of what my players are good at doing. And to, to your point, remember this, every team is based on you. You have a one receiver, you have a two, you have a three, you have a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. A great team is complemented by others. You look in basketball, if you have a point guard, and you have a shooting guard, and if that shooting guard usually, if he has guys around him that you know that could draw the attention away, and that's why, if you remember HB Blades, he's a perfect example of this. HB Blades was never a guy that you're going to put in there, and he's going to go sideline to sideline and gobble up everything. He needed help. He needed. He was a great tackler because he let people funnel uh, the, the play towards him. I think that's what Corey Flag does better. He's a great tackler. OK, he like you said, he may not he may not be able to cover uh, and he may not be able to do other things. But you have play, players like Caleb Johnson. You have uh, other players to kind of compliment him. And that's why I say he's going to look better because of the people around him. Flo, you got time for two more questions? Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. here. Like, I, I, I just want to echo like, yeah, go ahead. Listen, here's what I'm going to say about the linebacker room. Charlie Strong and Kevin Steele. You know, the scheme alone, the scheme alone is going to be more sound, which is going to help these young men. Just 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 the scheme alone. And for, and again, that, that D line is going to be night and day better than it was last year. So they're not going to be able those offensive line. They're not going to be able to climb up to that second level and put their hands on our linebackers. I'm a big fan of the work ethic and the leadership and the study that Corey Flagg does. I need to see him do it on the field. That's all I'm asking, you know, like, because I don't see, and I'm not going against Blue at all, but I just don't see how he's going to get on the field over Caleb. So far, so far, right? And, I, and, 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 and that's just because I think he, Caleb can do very similar things, but he's bigger and faster. So it's, it's to, to me, but Blue made a really good point that nobody in the chat and nobody on the show can argue. I'll bet you Steed and Corey are the starting linebackers on Saturday. And that means that that means strong and steel signed off on that. So they know something that clearly I and all of us don't know that are attacking Corey. You know, it's funny. I just talked about Corey in a discord chat the other day. I was like, listen, the smoke is real. Like he's really progressed. They're not just saying that to put it out there. And then they're going to, you know, open up us. Corey's, apparently he's really progressed in his defense. So I, I, I can see it happening. I totally can see it happening. And, and I'll tell you this before we, we move on. Any Kane fans that are wishing that he doesn't succeed, that he doesn't do well because oh. he's Corey Flagg because we got Caleb Johnson, this, this, that ain't it, bro. Like, yeah. that ain't it, right? Like we That's wanna, not a real fan. That's no. not a real <laughs> fan, man. Absolutely I wish. Not. Are you kidding me? I, Corey Flagg gets me 100 tackles and a couple of, uh, you know, a couple sacks and he – are you you think that I'm gonna be like? Well, you know, we should have played. I don't give a crap, man. Like, if he's productive and he goes out there, that's what I want. I want every, I want Avery Huff to come in and be productive. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. So, like, yeah. if, if there's anybody that's out there saying, "Well, we don't want flag on the field," I, I get it. I understand it, but at the same time, like, you don't don't want him to be don't want him not to be on the field because you don't want to see him do good. You know what I mean? Like we got to, we got to want these boys. So so on, on that point though, even if let's say you're a Caleb Johnson fan, like I want to see him play. Imagine what if flag is playing, what he's doing to keep him off the field. Right. You should be even more excited about that. 
It doesn't necessarily mean the guy you want to start isn't good. It just might be he's elevated above that, which is better for everyone. It's going to make the backups better to have to get playing time. It's going to make the whole team better. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't be in favor of that. The other thing is we've spent years, decades, complaining that the coaches are not up to standard or not developing players. We finally get a great coaching staff in here. We got to give these kids another chance. You can't sit here and complain year after year that talent development isn't happening. Kids aren't being put in a position to succeed. And then they're going out there and playing poorly because of it. And then new coaches come in and we hold those old performances against the players. Right. That doesn't even make any sense. If we were saying the coaches were a problem, they're failing the players. Then don't they have a chance to at least prove themselves that, hey, it wasn't me. Now I'm being put in a better position to succeed. And you know what? We have a couple of games here to work on these things. So if they don't perform, the backups will come in. It's fine. But to me, it should be a clean slate for everyone. We can't sit here and rail against the coaches year upon year upon year get high quality coaches in here and, and immediately go back to the past and say, well, that performance that player put on, that's what he is. You're right. That doesn't add up. Otherwise, why do we change coaches? Facts, right. Uh Before we talk a little bit about the Buffoon-Cookman game, uh, because I obviously want to talk about that, uh, I want to get everybody's, real quickly here, everybody's dark horse standout player this year for for the Hurricanes, I, I, you know me. Didn't I'm not I just big... give it to you? No, no, you gave me a linebacker. Um, aside from the guys that you mentioned, Wait, we, just, we just did this question. No, no, we no, we gave posi- positions, right? What position you think was going to do good, and what guy you think is going to stand we out? We kind of did just do this question. I mean, I gotta agree with the guys here. We kind of really they're killing you, Jazz. Did this question? They're killing right. you, Jazz. Look, I, I, look, listen, come on, Flo. You gotta admit that. How it's about you guys? A parallel thing there. Listen, 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 listen. How about you guys learn get a little comprehension in your life and listen, <laughs> listen to what I'm saying? Get down voted here. What man. did I? No, I don't care what. I don't care. I'm the host of this show. I can kick all your asses out of here. All right? Actually, um, I, I can actually kick you out. The other way. <laughs> Good luck hosting. All right. Uh, oh yeah, we don't want to go after that. Never yeah. mind. Jazz, the floor is yours. Um, I asked you guys for a position, right? A position that you thought that was going to be better than everybody thinks and what player out of that position. Now I'm asking for an, an overall player. So an overall player, your dark horse athlete, period, on the whole entire team that's going to come out and perform better than you know, maybe a guy that nobody really hears about much. It doesn't matter what position it is. Does that make sense now for all my illiterate friends out there? Not non-flow because flow didn't didn't back you guys up. So I don't I'm want to get go. kicked out, so I'm just gonna stay quiet. Don't worry, I got the controls. <laughs> go ahead, flow. Uh, I'll say Harrison Hunt. I think people don't realize he put on some weight. He was flashy last year in that defensive scheme. There was a mess. Uh, it wasn't you know no gap integrity, whatever. It was just a mess. I think Harrison Hunt now it, it has a chance to really surprise some people this year that's just my opinion and things that i'm hearing you know he's quiet he's very you know and and any d tackle that's been in the program a little bit and then a new regime comes in and then adds the weight and changes the style that he's playing and he actually still excelling at it at practice that tells me a lot you know Uh, and if you're putting in the work as mario said he's gonna play you he's definitely i wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised if he starts, to be honest with you guys. I would not be surprised if Harrison Hunt starts. But if he doesn't, he's definitely in that too deep. 
And I think he has a chance to be a breakout guy this year, uh, especially when you can't double people now because there's there's problems across that whole line. You know, at the end of the day, before you could just single out anybody who's giving you damage because we had nobody else. So let's let's see. I think Harrison Hunt. Blue, what do you think? Well, it's down to two guys. It's uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Brashard Smith. Hmm. Here's a guy who really you haven't really Took taken the wrapper off of him. Did was that your guy? Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I'll bring someone else up. Uh, because we really haven't taken the wrapper off him. I watched him in high school. He was a freak of nature. Everybody couldn't wait. I mean, Florida really wanted him really bad because of what, what he could do. I think as a special teams guy, as a compliment to uh, Restrepo in the slot, I think um, I think he could really do some things, especially in the special teams. Last year, he almost returned one. He's got speed, uh, one of the fastest guys on the team. So, uh, you know, with – with the Corey flag out of the way, I'll get in there with him. I, I was also going to say uh, DeAndre, I mean, Keontre Smith, but uh, because he, I mean, that's a guy who's as versatile as anybody, and everybody's waiting for him to grow, but he continues to get it done. But I'm going to keep with Burchard. All right. All right. DJ, who's your guy? Now, I know he's not a newcomer or whatever, but I got to show love to Will, to Will Mallory. I mean, here's a guy who's, been with this Miami program for quite some time now. He struggled a little bit last year, had only 347 yards, you know, receiving. Now, granted, everybody sort of struggled uh, at some point last year, but I think this is the year where we could really see him kind of progress and really become that not not number one weapon offensively, but a key piece of the offense with stability, a quarterback in, in Tyler Van Dyke. This. Yeah, oh, took, oh. Mine, took mine again. <laughs> I was going with Arroyo. Um, Fernie and I are sharing a brain today. Ooh, the tight, um, tight ends will be balling this year, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. as Fernie said, I mean, he even put my logic in. They're going to run a lot of two tight ends, I feel. And um, and Mallory will draw the primary coverage. And, and you put in Arroyo, who's, who's a beast against secondary linebackers and, and not their best cover people. I think he's going to cook on that. So, so. Bernie, you want to host the show next time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to go on defense with Flo, and I'm going to say someone who's had it rough, man, who's had it rough, and I think that he can come in and be a, a really good player. Uh, but he's definitely going to be a dark horse. I'm going to go with Al Blades Jr. Oh, no. Um, I like Al Blades. I think that uh, wherever he's going to play, whether it's corner, whether it's safety, I think he's, he's versatile enough. I think that uh, he's a talented kid. He's just had a, you know, he's had bad luck, man. I mean, there's nothing you can do about a hard condition. You know what I mean? Like he had to, you know, he had to sit out. But um, I just feel like he's the kind of guy that when it's all said and done this year, I think he's going to have a big part of that defense. Uh, and and I, I, I want him to succeed. I want him to, you know, to kind of follow in his, in his, in the OG's footsteps. But um, I really think that he can come in and he can contribute and, and, and be a guy that's going to be, uh, He's going to be a, a big contributor to that defense, for sure. Um, all right, kind of just shifting gears real quick, um, and we'll end the show with this because we only got about 10 minutes to go anyways, is Bethune-Cookman, right? And this is going to be easy. I'm actually going to steal – I'm going to steal a, a question that uh, that Flo asked me this weekend. I'm going to steal a question from him, and I want everybody to kind of answer this. How long do you think the starters play – against Bethune Cookman. And since Flo, Flo, I'm going to go with you at the end here. I'm going to go, I'm going to start with Vish. Vish, how long do you think they play, man? Eh, probably like a half. 
but I think they'll like rotate in and out. So I, I don't think it'll be like all of the, of the, I think cumulatively probably half, maybe, you know, a possession into the, to the third quarter, but the, I think the backups will play a lot in the first half as well. DJ, what do you think? I'd say, I'd say probably a half as well. This is a good game to see what you have in terms of depth. And it also gives a chance for the stars to kind of get their feet under them before the bigger games start. Yeah. Mr. Bluestein. I think all the starters are out by the mid third quarter. All the starters. I mean, they start like you, like Vish said, they're going to start substituting and you're going to see a lot of new faces. But I think that uh, by the mid midway point of the third quarter, it'll probably be about 40 to seven. And uh, everybody's going to kind of, you know, get a chance to see the two threes and some of the fours. I, I think they're done at halftime. What do you think, Flo? I like I like what everybody else is saying. I think you'll see sprinkled in coming out of second half a little bit. They'll be sprinkled in. I think TVD is the first one that's gone. He might not even make it to halftime, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I'd be surprised if TVD makes it to halftime, you know. Uh, but I, I think they'll be still sprinkled in a little bit, you know. Um, there'll be some key pieces that you'll be able to – I think that's going to be a good tell where the coaches think certain guys are to see who gets off the field the quickest, if you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. you know, who are they protecting a little more than the other ones? I think it'll give you a little bit, a little tell. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, but here's the thing also, right? Like if you're, if you're, I don't want to say paying attention to what the coaches are saying, but if you're listening to what they're saying, right? Like they're still kind of feeling it, it out, right? They still don't know who's, Who's like your main guys, right? Your starters at any at, at a few positions. So I think that the starters, I don't know. I think you're still gonna like you said, you sprinkled in in the second half. Yeah, I, I'll just say that, uh, you're not gonna know nothing until Texas A&M. Absolutely nothing, in my opinion. I think this is just practice for them. I, I really believe that this is more of a practice. You know, kind of just making sure that things are moving the right way, whatever. But you're, Texas A&M, whoever comes out for Texas A&M is when, I, is when I'm going to say, all right, that is a real starter. That's a real you – know, like, that rotation is is more honest now. Right now, I, I you know, I'll be surprised if, if Zion plays a snap. I'd be surprised if Zion plays a snap on Saturday. You know, like that would shock me if Zion would play a snap. Not that he can't, but I'd be right. surprised if they even, you know. And I bet you he plays maybe a quarter and a half, two quarters next week. I mean, but also, this is the first real tackling since last December. True. So that's something you have to keep in mind, too. Uh, the very fact that, remember, during the spring, they did very little of it. They don't do very much of it during uh, during the course of the, the year just to stay healthy. But the last time they had it was last December. So, uh, you know, that's going to – that could be interesting, too, because now nobody's going to hold up. Right. And, uh, so on either side. So it should be interesting. I mean, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, I mean, I expect that to be, you know, they're going to have some of the starters in at different positions that probably haven't been answered yet into the third quarter. But other than that, I I agree. I think that Tyler Van Dyke is, uh, is uh, in, in street, (laughs) street clothes by the fourth quarter. (laughs) For sure. All right. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna have to do it. Uh, season predictions, right? Like, what are we feeling? Oh boy! Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna snake it right back around with you, Flo. Season prediction: Where you want to see them at the end of the year? Uh, I don't know if a specific bowl game, but because geez, that that's tough. There's like 87 bowl games, but yeah, um, you know, what's a what what's your outlook for the season? 
I'm not sure as far as like, I mean, I'm hopeful that we win all our games, but I think we're going to go nine and three. I'm a little <laughs> different. Everybody thinks we're going to win 10, 11 games. I respect that. I think we have the roster to do that, you know, because we're in the ACC. <laughs> um, but I think realistically, the biggest fear I have being involved with this kind of thing with you guys and doing our own stuff and just, I'm not seeing patience from our fans, bro, at all. Oh, God. And, 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 and they're not understanding how, I mean, if you know football, it doesn't work like this. Like, you know, I think nine and three is, is a good year as long as the optics are good, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure we're ready for Clemson two times in three weeks. And people don't realize that. We have a real beautiful schedule throughout the year. But we go Clemson, Pitt, and then probably Clemson again right. if everything goes the way we think it's going to go. I mean, and, and so you got to be realistic. I mean, it's great to to wish and hope, and, I, and I'm going to be there screaming my lungs out for that, but I, I really think it's going to be 9-3. and three. I'll be happy as long as the optics are good, you know, 9-3. and three. I don't know what bowl game, but I hope we get, like, a Florida in the bowl game <laughs> or somewhere like that, you know. I'd love to get – Florida's you know, got to get bowl eligible. I, hey, listen. Hey. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that guy might not be able to recruit this up there, but that coaching staff he's assembled, if and you right, so you should know you I know you know this vision. That coaching staff he's assembled are teachers and they got dogs. That's Florida Gators yeah. still. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't I don't like the Gators, but they have dogs up there. You and now you give them teachers. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not I, I hope that I hope all the Florida teams <laughs> lose except for Miami. But I would be I'd be that Utah game is gonna be interesting to me. I'll just leave Ooh, it at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Blue, what's your outlook for the for the season? Well, I, I kind of like I'll play on uh, flow with two things. First of all, yeah, I spent four days up there during the summer. So I could tell you they their coaching is really good, is mm-hmm. really good. And I mean, they got some and they got kids. I mean, they got uh, not a lot of depth on the team, uh, but I see Miami winning nine and and then losing three as well. I think uh, obviously the A&M game, the Clemson game and Miami always loses one game that they shouldn't. And uh, let's you know, hope that I mean, changes this year. Huh? Let's hope that changes this year. Well, we hope so. But even if you remember, even in the good times, they they lost to East Carolina and they lost yep. to Mississippi State. So, I yep. mean, that's going to happen. I mean, this is college football. And, you know, with the scholarship limits now and, and the transfer portal, everybody has a fair chance right. in every game. So, uh, you know, I mean, because I remember back when they were beating West Virginia 56 7 and Melvin Bratton was riding a bicycle at halftime. So it, uh, yeah, it's, I think, uh, I just you know, I mean, Melvin. yeah, I think nine and three would be a realistic and, and I do want to say to Flo, you didn't just arrive here. Now the hurricane fans have been like this forever. They're not <laughs> realistic. They're just not realistic. Yeah, that's true. They're that's not true. patient. That's true. Uh, we, we got two minutes here, DJ. Give me your outlook real quick. Nine and three. I think the Texas A&M game and then the um, Clemson and Pittsburgh games at the end of the year are going to give Miami a bit of trouble. Gotcha. Vish, what do you think? I'll give you two. Um, To me, nine and three at a minimum. I think anything worse that would be disappointing because when you start talking about who did we lose to and there's something in there that's not good. Um, um, But I think 11 is possible. I, I think there's two games that you look at and you're like, all right, you could play well and lose. That's Clemson and Texas A&M. And I'm I'm not gonna go the blue route and say, well, we're gonna blow another game. <laughs> so, so um, I'll go eleven. I'll go eleven and one. Ooh. We'll win one of those two games. 
right. And part of that is obviously like I think people that watch this show know I have ties to College Station, and I can't respect that program. <laughs> <laughs> born, 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 born in Bay, born in Houston, Texas. Well, I was born in College Station. Well, actually. College Station, actually. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> and I just I've watched that team win eight games my entire life, and I just can't sit there and have everyone like they're ranked sixth. I can't see it. I can't well, mentally get the it. fan base hates us, and they love Vish now. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go right in between. I'll say 10 and 2. We'll figure out a way uh, to get to the ACC championship game for sure in a bowl game. So, uh, uh, Flo, let them know where they can find you, man. We're, we have shows all week. <laughs> They're all over the place. Uh, I'm on on Sundays. Uh, I, I like to always say this. I think uh, we're the only show or that's out there that all our donations, we try to turn around and do NIL deals for the players and just give back and uh, just, you know, be patient, guys. Be patient. Everybody who's watching, be patient. We're on the right track. Just breathe. Just breathe a little bit. That's all. Thanks for having me on, by the way. I love all you guys. I'm a big fan. I think DJ's smarter than all you guys, just for the record. Because yeah, uh, he sure never say says it. anything, so that's the best. <laughs> it's a smart one. It's a smart one. <laughs> hey, but when he does say stuff, you no, I mean, he's, he's he hits. I'm like, oh. Like I'm like, okay. He, he knows yeah, this stuff. No, he does. He sits up that. there in Boston, and he yeah. just uh, – you know, he just plots. I do. That's a good word. I plot. Oh, I do. Unfortunately, I do. we did not have time to get to Nebraska. Already season over. No, we did. No Nebraska. No Nebraska. Wow, that was one. awful. That was a rough one on Saturday. Yeah, I'll tell you that, that right now. Flo, I'll, I'll see you out there on Saturday. Uh, I think Vish might see you out there on Saturday too, right, Vish? Come by, guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in Miami. Yeah. Vish will be I, in Miami. I don't know what my plans and, are. And Blue, yeah. I'll, I'll be at the game for sure. Yeah. Blue, we I'll all got to get together. We're going to. Jazz and I will do a little uh, short pregame from upstairs. Nice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Thank you so much. You got to go. Thank you. We'll see you Saturday. All right, guys. Uh, really quick, let's do our price picks and get out of here because I know we got a, we got another show. But uh, uh, you want to do price picks really quick, Vish? Or the F1? You're, you're muted, but the F1 people, our F1 fans can wait. I think Fernie likes likes this show anyway. So, uh, Price Picks, uh, the official daily fantasy app of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using the code FIVE. That's the, the, the letters F-I-V-E. Price Picks will match your initial deposit up to $100. Uh, use the code FIVE when you sign up. You don't even have to spend it all at once. You can play uh, the NHL, the NBA. You can play the NFL. You can play so many different things. What's great about it is that you can even pair players from different teams and different sports. That's the beauty of it. Here's how it works. Pick two to five players, then play the over-under on individual categories. Again, it all depends on how much you want to win is how many players you pick. Go to pricepicks.com, sign up today using the code 5, F-I-V-E, and they will match your initial deposit up to $100. Pricepicks.com. Thank you so much for everybody who uh, was watching. Thank you for the winners, the real underscore CJV3. Canes, Canes Chantel, that's what I'm going to call him. Or her, him or her. Canes, 26, 26, 26, 26. If you weren't on the show or if you were and you didn't let me know, uh, you have until the end of the night. If not, we'll spin the wheel. We'll, we'll Maybe we'll video we'll, and we'll put it up So and we'll uh, get another winner, um, whoever it is um, at this point. So, so it's it's in the crawl. Next week we're moving to Mondays. So. Oh, yes. We are moving. <laughs> yes, don't forget. We're moving to Mondays next week. So next week, same time, 8.30 p.m., on Mondays, um, and we'll have a, a breakdown of the Bethune-Cookman game. Follow us on Twitter at Six Rings Canes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel, and give us a like, smash the like button, and we'll see you guys for pre-game for Bethune-Cookman. Go Canes. See you guys.